Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bullissian. tuning in today and happy February. Today is February 2nd. I can't believe it and not particularly excited about it because February is the coldest, meanest month in Toronto, Canada. But it does mean, you know, that January being gone, we are slowly moving through winter, which means warm weather at some point <laughs> sometime soon. So it is exciting in a way. And I'm also just working from home now. So being inside and not having to like walk outside in a lot of snow and wind chills of minus 20 is quite okay with me. Today on our live chat, uh, I sat down with Sarah Hauk. I met Sarah and did a lot of energy healing sessions with her. And I remember from the first time I met her, her energy just felt so genuine and so special. Her free spirit and the naturality with which she speaks about magic and mystery and energy is just captivating. And I hope you guys feel that through our conversation. Whether you are already into a more sort of spiritual or energetic path or not, there are like amazing practical lessons to help us overcome struggles and also create breakthroughs in our life. Um, Sarah shares a lot of that with us amongst other things that we talked about are having self-control, creating inner peace, manifesting goals, finding happiness, energy healing. Of course, she explains clearly what she does in her practice, which is just amazing, I find, and, and very relaxing. And she's still is working at a distance, even though she can't do all the different techniques and practices that she usually does. She also talks about releasing attachment and control, which I find is very, very important and applicable for one's fertility journey. So yes, and I also wanted to give you a small trigger warning. Um, Sarah just had a little baby boy. So you can hear him after maybe a third of the conversation. He comes in because her mother had to leave. And he's just sort of gurgling a bit in the background. She also shares down when we talk about her fertility journey about the tough decision of having an abortion earlier in her journey. So if you feel that that might be triggering for you today, you can skip through it as soon as I say, tell us about your fertility journey and just skip um, about a minute or two. And, you know, just be mindful of your feelings and just take care of yourself. Oh, and Sarah also was so kind to offer a free 10-minute 
meditation, especially good for beginners, but I think it would be amazing for anyone. So listen through and in the end she talks about how that works and you can check the notes for the episode and get her contact. Either email or DM her on Instagram and just tell her you listened to her on my fertility journey podcast and you would like to check out the meditation. So take advantage of that. It's it's a really nice one. I also wanted to share that this is the last episode of season one. I had set myself to do about 15 to 16 episodes on each season and I can't believe that I reached that already and yeah I am happy to take a break and focus on the next batch of chats interviews and sharings I do have a few things that are happening right now that I will be sharing in March that I'm working on and March when we return is endometriosis awareness month. So I will be coming back with some interviews and sharings that are focused on that. So I'm working with a group of endometriosis warriors that will help me curate um, people to talk to and also businesses that work to bring awareness to that issue. So keep your eyes opened. Meanwhile, please share. That's how we keep the momentum going for the show. Listen to any of the episodes that you haven't yet. Send it to your friends and family. And I will see you guys in March, I guess. Please um, stay in touch. So go to my Instagram account at myfertilityjourney.ca. And please enjoy the conversation with Sarah right now. Thank you for listening. Hello, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Such a pleasure to see you. It's been so long. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So um, Sarah and I have met and done um, work together. She has worked on me with several different um, techniques and strategies that she uses for, for healing body and emotional and energy wise. So we met through a recommendation from a lady that I saw, Stacy, that I also, I want her to bring, I want to bring her in at some point. And she sort of said that she saw my energy was a bit sort of bent. I think that was her word. And she's like, I think I know someone that can unbend your your energy poles or something like that, she said. <laughs> so so that's when I came across like your beautiful website and all the like amazing information that you have there and then contacted you. And right away, I think like just our energies um, hit off. I felt so comfortable like sharing stuff with you. I still remember the first day that we met on um, here in Toronto when you came to do your, your healing practices. So if you don't mind, Sarah, just sharing a bit about how you got here to all of these um, amazing techniques that you have that you use to help people with all sorts of different um, physical, emotional, and energy 
issues, let's say, from a lack of a better word. And just so we sort of understand your path. And then we can go into details about um, the different things that, that we've done <laughs> together and the different techniques that you have and why and what types of people that you've helped as well throughout these years. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I think it is so wonderful what you're doing um, in my journey. I, uh, it's just such a, such an important need what you're doing. And, and I'm so happy to be here. Um, how say, so I am a spiritual healer uh, and guide with the, I am trained at the modern mystery school and I run my business. I, I built my business all across Canada. So Outside of COVID, I'm traveling quite a lot and I see clients and I teach all over the world, actually. And so you and I were, were blessed to meet in Toronto, which is really nice. I also remember that like very clearly. How I came to this. So when I was little, I always felt like I was a little different than everybody else. And, and I and like a. I was like friends with people and it wasn't so bad. You know, I, we all had, I had bullying. I was getting bullied and stuff, but I always felt like I was kind of different and I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I belonged. And that kind of stuck with me for a really long time. And I had a really challenging life. You know, I don't need to go into the whole sob story, but there was a lot of trauma and a lot of abuse and um, a lot of, a lot of challenges. And kind of like the the universe, just like the, I felt like the matrix was kind of stripped away from my eyes at a really early age. I didn't understand why people all aspired to the same thing, like get a house, get a car, get a partner, have children, you know, get a mortgage, get a job, you know, make money, go on vacation. I just seemed so monotonous and people I just had this passion that I'm supposed to help people and I look around I'm like don't everyone feel like you have a purpose don't you feel like you're here for something doesn't nothing else matter but that that and is adorable how old do you remember how old you were when you when you started having this feeling and these my, thoughts my first memories like I was like four I remember wow. I could, like, being a little kid and just knowing I am here for something important. <laughs> <laughs> and I never stopped that. Like it's a one thing. And so when I was 13, I was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. And um, that was the one thing that got me out of bed every day because I was in hospitals for most of the days out of the year or going to doctor's appointments or my mom tr flew me or drove me to hospitals all over the North America. Um, and I was dying. And I did die a couple times. And, but the thing that got me up every morning, no matter how sick I felt, no matter how nauseous I felt, I was like, I have a purpose and I have to figure it out. So it was this guiding light. It was this North star that I just kept walking towards, no matter how bad everything was in my life. And um, it took me all over the world. I started volunteering all over the world, I, you know, because I was very science minded. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that stopped my symptoms was meditation. Wow. So I was this like very logical brain person, this meditation thing worked. And so I started traveling all over the world, volunteering and training in different kinds of modalities, like just finding different people to work with and different cultures. And then eventually I found the mystery school and that was and that was what my soul had been looking for this whole time. 
Wow. When, when and where was that? And let's break down the mystery school. <laughs> Everyone's oh brains are like blown right now. Let's talk about that. How many hours minutes. do we have? <laughs> um, so I, um, you know, I had, so once, so I died, right? A couple of times. And after I, the second time I died, I said, I got to live, you know, and like, I, mm. like, you know, illness be damned. I have to get out there. I have to do everything I can. And so I built uh, quite a successful corporate wellness company. It's still benchmarked as the, the number one program in the city. And my, I was a consultant, you know, no one owned me. I didn't like the idea of um, a job. Mm. I thought a job sounded like the worst thing I could ever get. Did, did anyone, any listener out there think that way? Like I thought in high school, I'm like, I can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to get out of high school and run my own life. And then you get a job or you, you know, and you're like, wait, your boss tells you when to show up, when you're allowed to have lunch, how long your lunch is, when you're allowed to go home, you have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. You have to ask permission to take a vacation. You, your boss tells you how much money you're worth. I'm like, this is worse than high school. <laughs> high school, kidding. I could like skip out of class as long as I passed my exams. But this boss guy or girl wants to tell, wants to dictate my entire life. Yeah. So I did not, I refused. At 16, I started my first business and I've been running my own business for 20 years. And I, so this court wellness company blew up. And got so successful and they said we're gonna hire you we're gonna send you all over the world you're gonna teach all over the world and all i heard them say is we're gonna own you mm. so i quit my job on the spot I, you know i quit my salary i quit everything and i just decided i'm gonna do a master's in london ontario of all places at western so, university so random so random because in my life bianca i don't know why but i always have listened to my intuition anytime that little voice in me says like you should do this i never even question it i just buy a plane ticket or i just go somewhere you know and in in london ontario i went through my biggest mental breakdown um, I was so depressed. I had so much anxiety. I had terrible OCD. Like when, when you, there's, there's a lot, I went through a lot of terrible things in my life, but nothing was more uncomfortable than knowing I had a purpose and not knowing what it was. And this feeling that everything I did, every job I could find was torture for me. Cause I felt like this is a waste of my time and I hate being here. And so I was really depressed and I just come back from Israel and Egypt and Jordan. I got on birth right there and being exposed to the religion and just did a mysticism though, not really the religion, but the mysticism of Judaism and just learning about Kabbalah and being in all those sacred places. I feel like something that, needed to wake up and me woke up. And when I came back to London, Ontario, I found someone by complete providence who did life activations and she trained with the mystery school. And that's how I found it. And this was way before like meditation or spirituality was cool. Like now it's kind of cool. You're like, Ooh, yeah, I meditate. Yes. But back the 12, well, like 14 years ago, it really wasn't that cool, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and so that's how I found the mystery school. Uh, and then I've trained with them for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then you became a teacher. Yes. 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 So how does that, so how does that work? How much can you explain to us <laughs> about the mysteries of mystery school? The mysteries of mystery school. So, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't know how much you're, I don't want to freak your listeners out or get weird, you know? No, we can get as weird as we want here. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> cause like I even grew up in a haunted house. Okay. And like a really like scary haunted house. And there was no phone number you could call like 1-800 like go magic. <laughs> like there was no like there wasn't some like hey, like I can see ghosts. What do I do? You know what I mean? Yes. It, or like hey, I feel all my feelings or I can feel other people's feelings or like even like kids that are super psychic. There's no one to talk to yes and they just wind up having to suppress everything and shut it down and so when i found the mystery school it was everything i'd ever wanted and it's not as dramatic as hogwarts you know the staircases don't move or anything like that oh i know it's too bad <laughs> i'm it's disappointed too bad. it's too bad <laughs> but it is um but it's magical in so many ways. In, in, in like, it's what I've always wanted. It is a school of magic. It is a school of metaphysics. It is a school of psychic abilities and training. It is the Harvard, the Yale of spiritual training. It is not a weekend. It is not a four-year course. It is a lifelong learning of opening yourself up to becoming a multidimensional being. Now, um, we all come to the mystery school because we're broken in some way. Mm. Anyone who finds the mystery school has been going through some kind of deep personal struggle, but that alchemically is what wakes us up in the first place from the illusion of the matrix. So even your beautiful listeners who are dealing with infertility, even something like infertility, that's so, that is so profoundly difficult on all levels of your being that it breaks you. But it's instead of seeing it as a break, it's a break. It can give us a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. because it makes us it's we seek out self-care we seek out healing we we ask questions like why is this happening what am i meant to learn here what do i need to do um and it, it so it shifts us out of this box that we put ourselves in and then we start to heal and grow and progress and and the mystery school um God, it's just the coolest. <laughs> it's just the coolest. You know, if you're someone who, you know, really wants to know yourself spiritually, who knows you have a purpose, but you don't know what it is, um, you're it, really interested in, in um, magic and understanding sacred geometries or astral traveling or things like this, it's all there. But the ultimate goal of the mystery school is world peace and it has been for 8000 years you know our lineage but the only place that we can ever have peace is inside of us mm. and i realized you know through all these years of training that a nothing that i need is exists outside of me 
And that things like joy, happiness, love, all of these things, I don't need to seek out any of these things. I just need to remove the blocks I have inside of me that keep me from having joy, that keep me from having love. Yeah, that's so interesting. And that helps with relationships so much, doesn't it? Yes. And that's why, like, if everyone did their inner work and meditated and did all of that, then we probably wouldn't have so much war or any war at all in the world. Because if we learn how to look for all those things within ourselves, then we accept others we don't judge so much. And then the relationships get so much smoother, right? I remember going through like this journey that has been like so many years and realizing that, you know, between me and my husband, I don't have to feel like I failed if one day he's not happy. Yes. Right. If he is not happy, or if he's frustrated, or if he's a bit depressed or stressed, it's not on me. Mm-hmm. to make that better. I can give him support. I can help him with tools. I can do whatever I want, right? Take some load off if that is the case. But really, each individual needs to find their own, right? And then and then, all these modalities that you're talking about helps us do that. Am I right? Yes. So the healing modalities of the mystery school get us to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, a point where... It, Anyone could say anything to you and you're no longer affected. Yes. And that to me, that's, that is empowerment. That is peace. That is freedom. Yes. That's the real freedom, you know? And like, let's look at war for a second. Like, do you think that just one day out of nowhere, two countries were just like, you know what? I'm just going to go and like kill everyone from a different country. No. I hope and I think that humans are coming to what in like we're calling spiritual adulthood, which is a a complete um, sense of responsibility for your own energy. Spiritual training is not like, oh, let's open our chakras and like, let's just like, you know, it's not. It is like a complete responsibility of all the energy you put out into the world. So Every time any person has a negative thought, and there's no, sh- we don't need to shame ourselves or blame anyone, but anytime that we look in the mirror and don't like what we see, anytime we're frustrated or mad at someone, anytime we have judgments, criticisms, comparing ourselves, we are an energy generator and we put that energy out into the world. And if a billion people put out a negative thought out into the world, then over time that starts to build into something so strongly that it becomes a war. And that, so the place that we can find inner peace, the only place that we can contribute to world peace truly is inside of ourselves. That is where we find peace. That peace then inside of us moves into our household. Like you said, our relationships, then our, our communities, we, and we inspire other people to seek for peace also. And I was so broken. I was so sad. I was I like, I was just so um, a shell of myself. 
And what I have now, I want everyone to have that. And so like, I will talk about the mystery school and healing and meditation. I could care less if someone was like, you're really weird. I'd be like, <laughs> honestly, that's a compliment. Thank you very much. Um, because I, anything that I can offer to someone to help them feel better, I have to do it. Yes. Yeah. And shout from the rooftops. And if you have a handful of people, <laughs> people listening, then you're good, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And I would like to go into the Ensophic rate if because oh. that is a like such, such a huge part of your work. Um, and we've done that together. And I felt amazing afterwards. So if you could explain what oh. Ensophic rate is, like, how would you explain to just in like simple terms? and what it does and then any experience you have with any of your clients that you were able to help as well sure so I will take a step back and just I have to explain a life activation first and then it'll help understand um uh ensophic race so the first session that I would ever do with someone is a life activation why is that because um any of your listeners, you don't have to believe me, but if this resonates with you, great. Uh, I believe, and the teachings of the school say that we are spiritual beings. This human body, well, this is a podcast, so you can't see what I'm doing, but um, I'm looking at my hands. <laughs> so this human body is the vessel that we get to experience the density of this reality. The mystery school says that human beings are actually here on earth to learn how to manifest. We're here to learn how to create things in our lives. And this is fascinating to me because think about our, your own life. You decided what clothes you put on today, what music you listen to, what you're going to eat for breakfast. You decided what your thoughts were going to be, what you're going to think about. We create every second of our lives. And eventually people that come to me, they're like, I want to learn how to manifest. They're like, I don't think I'm manifesting what I want to. How do I go from what I'm manifesting now to manifesting what I want to manifest? And I'm like, okay, let's talk. I can help you with that. But the first place that we screw, screw ourselves over from happiness is um, listening to the negative ego. So it's like the story of the two wolves inside of your mind. You know, there's like a wolf in your mind that's trying to tear you down and one that's trying to build you up. There's that voice in your head that's, that cuts you down, tells you you're not good enough, tells you're not pretty enough, tells you nothing's going to work. You know, that was for me. Like I had so many health issues. Every time I would go see a doctor, that narrative in my head was like, this isn't going to work anyway. And it creates so much unhappiness. But then there's that other voice, that positive voice that's like, you can do it and never give up and, you know, keep going. But the thing is, Bianca, how many times have you been in the throes of a, you know, a deep emotional sadness? And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call up my higher self. I'm going to ask for her opinion right now. You don't. You wallow mm. in your sadness. You just sit in it and you're like, yes. I'm going to sit here and be sad. But Absolutely. when you, that's, yeah. and, and I get it, you know, but when we do a life activation, this connects us with the higher self in an unbreakable way such that the higher self can override that negative ego voice. Mm. 
and it can start to shout at you and tell you, you are good enough and you don't need to feel this way. And why are you feeling so sad? And what are you here to learn? And that life activation, it lights something up in our consciousness and in every cell in our body. You know what? I am God. I am spirit. And this life activation lights our conscious awareness up in a type of way that it just changes how we think about everything. So first I have to do that for someone because everyone deserves the right to have that relationship, not just when they're meditating, not just when they're journaling, not just when they're consciously trying to connect to the higher self, but all the time. Okay, so we've laid that foundation. Yes, yes. Now, let's look at why does the body get sick? Why why do we get illness? Now, again, I, I'm not a doctor. Consult your physician. This is just from a Reiki perspective. Um, there's different, well, there's not any different kinds of Reiki, but Western Reiki is... Um, one part of an entire ensophic ray system, just so people are probably going to ask what's the difference between ensophic Reiki and Reiki, regular Reiki. Yeah. And so when uh, Reiki was brought to humans, uh, Mikao Usui was really scared to be seen as a guru. And he didn't feel like humans were ready to hear about things like galactic beings in the mm -hmm. like 1910. He just didn't. And so he only, uh, Mikao Usui only handed down a small portion of the Reiki teachings, actually. And he only handed down the hands-on healing. But in Sophic Reiki, so actually what Reiki is meant to be is a path of spiritual enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And the further a person gets to spiritual enlightenment, the more light they're able to hold. The more light they're able to hold, the more light they can flow. Mm -hmm. This is where Sophic Ray differs in that it is a complete system of finding spiritual enlightenment and spiritual peace. And those of us that are practitioners, the Sophic Ray is how we live every second of our lives to find the inner peace to, to hold more light so that we can heal better. Um, and that's hard. Yeah, I bet. Holding, like it's so, you know, it's people, everyone wants healing. <laughs> Except when you turn the lights on in your subconscious, you know what happens? Well, it lights up stuff you don't want to look at. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. Like, but I thought healing was supposed to make me feel better, yeah. right? Well, not, not all at once. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You have to do, we, we go to energy healers so that they can give us the tools to heal ourselves. Um, so, so back to the Reiki. So, when we succumb to stress, anxiety, mostly though, fear and worry. So when we're angry, we're stressed out or we're worrying, we start to poke little holes in our aura. And then that energy slowly starts to make its way to the physical body. Then it starts to hit our mental body. Then it hits our emotional body. Then it hits our physical body. I have never done an insophic race uh, session where I didn't sense what was emotionally behind what was going on physically. And that's what the client has to work through. So the ensophic ray, ensoph meaning the original source of creation, the highest light of lights, 
from my training, from all the preparation I have to do before seeing a client, I open myself up for this light to come through my body and flow to the client. We then scan where the problem is and then we flow the energy. Now for me, I don't know how it works. I just put my hands there and I just, I'm like, you know, breathing and I just like let the light come in. Okay. And then whatever the light will do, will do. Now, when I took the training, the, the my teacher said, this is the miraculous healing. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, there's no such thing as miraculous healing. You know, like that's, not, that's I am not Jesus, you know? Yeah. But, but Bianca, honestly, I don't have words for how this works. And and I'm not saying this, and please, all the listeners, I'm not saying that this is like a guarantee. There's no such thing as a guarantee because we all have our journey. And if, yes. and if something doesn't heal, then there is, there's a really important reason for that. And, and we have to remember that, you know, we have us all have a unique special journey, but three sessions. Okay. I'll blow your mind. For example, my husband tore his ACL, couldn't exercise. After three sessions, all of his knee pain was gone. He's been working out ever since. Three sessions, I've completely healed endometriosis, PCOS, any torn muscle, you know, 20 years of back pain, three three sessions, it's gone. Uh, Lifelong digestive issues, completely gone. Chronic eye infections, gone. And the list just goes on and on and on. I follow my clients for years and the pain never comes back. It's just, it is, it's really amazing. So for the people that are sitting there (laughs) um, and being like, no, (laughs) that is not going to happen. No, I know. Um, Then I know that, again, we have to just, you know, clear our minds and be opened um, to things that we don't um, logically or rationally understand. Yeah, with just the like formal education that we have, right? In school, no one's teaching us about energy and quantum physics. Like, I hope that one day, you know, that's in there. A lot of schools now are using meditation instead of grounding kids, and there's it's showing amazing results. So I think we're on a very slow yet the right path in some aspects. But um, I think remembering again what you said about everyone is different and everyone has these physical issues for a reason right these conditions or diseases or just a torn muscle yeah and and the the three sessions might help might change things might just take it completely away but it really depends on what your journey is supposed to be with it exactly Exactly. Okay. Okay. That is, yeah, I, I love it. Well, you know me, I love it. Um, I love any kind of, of stuff on those lines and I'm willing to, to try things, not because of just desperation, because I am on a journey where, you know, you do get desperate sometimes and you're like, I'll try anything. I'll even try life activation, (laughs) (laughs) whatever that is. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, but not just that, like, I'm just curious. I just love um, that kind of stuff. I was, I always believed in in the spiritual, uh, that we are spiritual beings and the spiritual world and all that. Um, But Yeah, so I wanted to share a bit about how um, our sessions went. Oh, yeah. So so from the first time I remember, we did something different. So I remember we were chatting and I was telling you my story and how what I was, I don't actually remember 
exactly where I was on my fertility journey when we met each other. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I remember I was not in a great space. And there was a lot of tears as I was telling you my story and all that. And I remember you telling me, so you're like, okay, I had planned to do the life activation. We're still going to do that, but we're also going to do this cord cutting ritual. Let me know if I'm using the incorrect words, but um, you said, I never do that with anyone on the first session. I know you're, you're, you're throwing me under the bus. I'm not supposed to do that. (laughs) Just kidding. It's okay. (laughs) can always edit this out. Um, (laughs) No, 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 it's okay. So, so that was, that was really special moment. Cause I remember as you were explaining what it was, which I won't dare to, to try and do that. You can um, explain it, but you said, you know, and I'm like, Oh, what am I going to do? I was supposed to pick someone and have that person in, in my, in the front of my mind. And, um, and then you said, it doesn't have to be someone that you, no, you didn't say this. You said, if whenever someone comes to your mind, it does not mean that you dislike them, or there's any issue with that person. It just means that there's an energy situation, I don't have the right words, that we need to to do something about. So I picked the the first person that came to mind. And I have to say that it was life changing. It really was. So yeah, so can you explain a little bit? Sure. About that that um, ritual that we did not do the first day that ah, we met. <laughs> yeah, the second day. Second it was day. the second. I got confused. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, you know, my teachers get mad at me all the time. It's all good. Um, I like to push the boundaries of things. So yes. <laughs> when we have relationships with people, um, we... Uh, some people would call it rapport, some people would call it a connection, whatever. But we, you know, we have these beautiful energy centers that are the chakras. You know, we have these seven energies and, and we are connecting to people on this level. Um, and it's just, and what happens though, is that there is the potential for a negative cord to be created at one of these chakra levels. So if it's like, if it was like a sex thing and it's like lusty, it would be a root chakra. Or if there's something about communication, it could be the throat chakra, whatever it is, this negative cord gets created. And what happens is, is that even if this person leaves our life, because we are connected to them, we are always feeling their energy and their emotions. And however that person feels about us well, that is constantly affecting us. You know, I had this friend, he's a lovely guy, honest to God, though, not the world's best boyfriend at the time, you know, and he would say to me, I just keep dating crazy girls. And I would say to him, are they crazy? Or do you make them crazy? (laughs) And, um, you know, only he knows the answer to that. And he, he came over though one day and he was, he broke up with his girlfriend or she broke up with him and he, he was angry. I've never seen him a mad guy. And he was walking up and down, pacing my apartment, being like, I'm so mad. And, and I said, can I just do a cord cutting for you really quickly? And so I cut, I did a cord cutting and he was speechless. And after a few minutes, he says, Sarah, I can't even think about her if I try to. 
So what that told me is that she was so mad at him. And he's really psychic guys. Uh, you know, he's, he's a really psychic sensitive guy that he was picking up on her feelings towards him and it was affecting her. And so cord cuttings are so empowering and I have my mom here in the room right now, you know, but you know, mothers and daughters have relationships that are, you know, they have their ups and downs. Yes. And, um, mothers and daughters. yes. And, <laughs> uh, I had to do cord cuttings for us to transmute our relationship mm -hmm. because the old relationship that we had, I couldn't, that could not move forward. My mom would walk into a room and I would immediately be mad at her. She'd be like, good morning. How was your day? And I'd be like, shut up, mom. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to you, but it was because I couldn't let go. And, and just from the cord cutting and a little bit of time apart from each other, I was able to, you know, we have a wonderful relationship. You know, she's like my best friend and and that wouldn't have happened, I don't think, without the cord cutting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And it it really worked for me. I I definitely, I definitely recommend it. Um, so when people when people get in touch with you, um, they can they can ask information about that if they want to. Yes. Oh yes. And what's so cool about this uh, podcast mm -hmm. is that you probably have listeners from all over. And yes. because from the mystery school, uh, you know, and we have training all over the world that I, I can, you know, I'm happy to direct you to someone in the, the area that could help you. So even if you're not in Winnipeg or even Canada, we can definitely get you someone to talk to. There you go. Yeah. How much are you doing um, the, these modalities and these rituals online? Because I know some things are, you're able to do um, from a distance, right? Well, I have to tell you, um, well, for your listeners, and we can get into it if there's time, but I, uh, I, I, I just had a baby and yes. man, my psychic abilities have gone up even more. Oh, wow. Interesting. So oh, my mom's handing him to me. She's Aww. like, I gotta, I gotta go. And <laughs> baby's here. Absolutely needs mommy. Yes. Well, if this ever becomes a video, here he is people. Yes. Hello. Adorable. My husband's like, don't put him online. Oh, well, now he's on the YouTube. So there we go. <laughs> so I can do distance in Sophie Gray. Okay. So a client of mine messages me a few weeks ago and he says, you know, Sarah, my father had a stroke. He can't move his left side of his body. Can you do some in Sophie Gray for him? And I said, of course. So the testimonial, I, like I was in tears. He, he messaged me and he says, Sarah, the neurosurgeon said my father wouldn't be able to walk again or move his left side of the body. He's moving his leg and his foot. So one session of Insofic Ray and he's able to move his leg and foot. After the second session, I worked on his speech and on his face and the man could talk. Oh, wow. I know. So for distance, I can do distance Insofic Ray. We could do meditations online. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the things with the mystery school stuff is it has to be done in person. Okay. So that's kind of sucky. But so if, if I can connect you to someone in your area, I want to, but I do, I do some talks online. I do meditations online. I do coaching online. You know, people need that help and support. I love to give people tools they can do on their own at home, or we, I can do some distance healings. 
Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. We'll get um, your your website and your social media in the end before we wrap it up. Oh, sure. But um, I wanted to talk a bit about your so your fertility journey. So since baby is has joined us now, yeah. If you if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit, how was your journey into now motherhood? Oh, I wouldn't. Like I um, so I'm the person, and I, n- not all women are like this, but I wanted to have a baby since day one. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, I want to be a mom. You know, it's just something I knew in my body. And at 16, I became a business owner. And there, you know, from my, my experience, there is some weird feeling of guilt of wanting to be a mother, but also be a business owner. And it's unspoken because people are ashamed of it. But of so many female entrepreneurs I know, it's almost like being a mom is a sellout or it's going to take away from your business. And this, this came into my consciousness and I didn't, I, I didn't know if I was like betraying my business to want to be a mom. Um, I was anorexic when I, from ages of 15 to 23, I had a physical illness that they said I wouldn't be able to have children. And so there, there were so many, um, Accept, places of acceptance I had to get to. I honestly thought that I was never going to have kids and it was heartbreaking for me. Mm-hmm. And I was looking into adoption. I was looking into fostering kids. Like I was trying to figure something out because I, you know, the one thing that I knew since forever that I want to be a mom, I don't think I can be. And that creates a lot of stress. Now, lo and behold, out of nowhere, when I was 28, maybe I got pregnant. Mm. now I had to I had to have an abortion it was with a really abusive relationship and all the things uh so that's probably not a nice thing to say on a podcast where people are trying to get pregnant but uh, I couldn't keep the baby I'm sure that's not an easy choice and we all have our traumas it was not easy yeah because it I a I didn't think I could get pregnant and b it was just with someone I could not have a child with and I was not in a space to raise a child on my own so then I knew my body could have babies so now it kind of messed up my head because now I'm like wait I can have children okay why well, this mm-hmm. whole time I thought I couldn't have children so fast forward I'm pregnant I mean I'm pregnant sorry, I'm married with the two of my amazing husband mm-hmm. and he wanted to have kids great so but then out of nowhere, he says to me, you know what, Sarah, I don't, I just, I don't want to have kids anymore. And I'm like, what? Right? Like, I'm like wait, what wait, now? Wait, I, wait. I felt like it was a breach of contract. I was like, wait a second. Like we came into this marriage. I was under the understanding <laughs> that we were going to have kids or that at least that was open to potential conversation. Yes. Um, but I'm also the kind of person where I'm not going to force my husband to do something he doesn't want, like truly doesn't want to do. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to leave you and mm-hmm. have a kid on my own, you know? So what, what this long winded, boring story I'm telling you is that like, I had to, again, come to this super deep acceptance that I was okay, not being a mother. I brought not being a mother to the altar of God and said, like, I give up my attachment to having to be a mother. And 
the key for me in my life of anything that has been worthwhile in my life, I have to give up my attachment to it. Mm -hmm. Because when you have an emotional attachment to something, uh, there's no freedom in that experience anymore. And there's so much fear of losing it. If you have an emotional attachment to your husband or to your best friend or to someone, there's just so much fear wrapped around it. And after I, you know, had this like heart wrenching experience of handing up my attachment to being a mother to God and said, okay, God, like I trust you. I trust the process. Uh, I actually found out I was pregnant three days later. Wow. So I'm not saying to everyone, like, that's the key. Just talk to God and it's going to be fine. But for me, my journey with being, my fertility journey has been one of having to totally relinquish control. Yeah. It's and so hard. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a good thing when you're able to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, ladies, even when you do get pregnant, I mean, the day, the first day you leave your child with your, your, whoever's taking care, like, there's just like so much fear like forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. My yeah, baby is going to kill my baby, you know, like, just, <laughs> like one no. thing after the other, the worry and the fear <laughs> and the control that never ends. Right. It never ends. Yeah. Before and after I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I think it's nice. This is what I'm trying to do with the podcast. You know, it's trying to bring different experiences and different perspectives. So because we're all on our own journey, there's no one size fits all. There's no one magic pill if something is not working. So it's nice. The more no. stories we hear, the more empathy we have as well for other people's struggles, right? Yeah. This is also not just for people that are going through infertility, but any kind of life struggle, you know, it's nice to hear how people get through it. So thanks for, for um, talking about that. Um, oh, if we, yes, it's my pleasure because it, yeah, everything that ties our whole entire conversation together is stress, mm -hmm. you know, and this, you know, I really believe that stress, like if, you know, we are all spiritual beings, I believe having a physical experience and our mind likes to tell us that everything that happens in our human experience is the worst thing that could ever happen. And we start to get so bogged down with stress and then physiologically, because I have a master's in physiology that, you know, stress physiologically kills us mm -hmm. and makes every, you know, it just starts to break our body down. It starts to wear down our mind. You know, we become more irritable. We become, you know, we're more tense. We, we're not our joyous selves. So the biggest thing that I can help people with, right? You don't have to believe in spirituality or me, but I bet you believe in stress and I bet mm -hmm. you want that gone. And so, you know, I know you're going to ask me a question. I think of like, what can we offer, you know, to you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, because you're. Um, we'll talk. We talked about the the meditation. Um, oh. So, how is how do you use meditation and any other stress management strategies? The actionable steps, I guess, is a good um, word that people can apply right away, and then they can um, they can look you up as we'll talk about after in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I won't overwhelm people. You know, the yeah. thought of meditation for people who haven't done it before, who are trying, um, there's, 
what a sucky thing. You know, we start meditating and then our thoughts don't get quiet. And so then what do we think of ourselves? I'm not good at meditation. I am a failure at meditation. So all we're doing is actually just supporting those underlying beliefs we have that I'm not good enough. So I don't want to fuel that fire. I want to give everyone a very easy step to successful meditation. And that is that you have to relax your body before you meditate. If your physical body is not relaxed when you go into a meditation, all you will do is mental process the entire meditation, meaning you will cycle through thoughts and you will stew in your own thoughts. I, like there's nothing more stressful sounding to me. You want to escape your, like, so you sit down and all of a sudden you're just like mulling over all your thoughts. Boo, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so the first thing we need to do is relax our body. Now in, um, I'm going to, I'm going to gift all of your listeners a free meditation. It's 10 minutes. So it's, it's not too bad. And what happens is, is, you know, like the founder of the mystery, the modern mystery school, Goodney Gunnison, like he traveled for 40 years all around the world, training with some of the greatest masters and gurus in meditation, especially in Tibet and India. And he created a five part meditation system, which you can work up to. But the first part of it is using NLP to relax the body. So all it all we have to do is you focus on your feet and three times you say feet relax, feet relax, feet relax. And then you move up to the ankles, ankles relax, ankles relax, ankles relax. And you command your body to relax. You know, sometimes um, almost my clients, when they get to the neck, they almost start falling asleep. Yes. Um, but this puts the body in a much more relaxed state from there meditation or the act of dumping out thoughts or contemplating something becomes exponentially easier so even if we just learn how to train ourselves to relax the body uh it every it we, that is a huge stress management tool yes that is great yeah and that's such a great gift so thank you for that Yes, yes. My pleasure. Well, yeah, I, I agree that stress is like one of the most harmful things that we're battling nowadays, right? Health wise. And I think a lot of people are realizing how the stress, the mental and emotional stress is now affecting our physical body. So I think we're again on the right road to to healing on that and a lot more people looking into it and like you said in the beginning it's way more trendy now to be spiritual and to meditate so you know if if that helps then we'll take it <laughs> we'll take it right and yes. you know the saddest thing that i have to listen to is my clients that want something that is feels out of their control and they feel like a broken record talking to me about it, but like, I will listen forever. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes to infertility, you, you feel like you're doing everything you can. I have clients who deal with this and they, like they're trying everything or clients who just want a partner in life. You know, they're, they make lots of money. They're very successful, but they want a partner. So it feels like something out of their control that they can't, um, they can't have. And you know, it breaks my heart. I wish I had a magic wand, like a fairy godmother to just fix it. But, 
there are so many, and I mean, what an annoying thing for me to say, but there are so many powerful life lessons that come from this experience. It's like, true. You know, and, and if you can't give up, I always tell my client, like, how long do I have to keep doing this? Like when it comes to finding a partner, I'm like, you do it as long as it takes. You do it yeah. for as long as it takes, you know? Yeah. As long as you want to, and it's it, out there, you just keep going. You keep trying. And, yeah. but think about that. What a beautiful human being that is who, that person is just learning to embody hope you know, like that no matter how bad things seem, no matter how hopeless, they keep having hope. And it make, brings tears to my eyes. Like what a beautiful thing to be cultivating inside of yourself mm-hmm. and trust and courage and creativity and that, you know, this perseverance, you know, so God yes. bless everyone, yes. you know, who's listening. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not definitely not easy, not an easy journey, but we can learn how to, to pull the the silver linings as thin as they may look sometimes we can we can learn to do that and grow sarah thank you so much i would like to finish off if you have any inspirational person or saying or anything that you would like to share um that has helped you through your journey um that the the listeners can look up if it's like a mentor of yours or your, they won't be able to look up your mom, but you know, anything no. like that or a book that you love, anything that you'd like to share. Yeah. And you had asked me this before and I was more prepared. Now my brain's gone blank. Um, things that have really have, have transformed me, changed me. Um, well, a book that really started me on my journey was The Path of the Peaceful Warrior, which I really love that book. Lovely. Um, if there's anyone you can look up on YouTube, I definitely recommend looking up the founder of the Mystery School, Goodney Goodness, and he is a very uh, he's a very unique and inspiring man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be my advice there, for that's for two today. of them yeah we'll link two them things. on the notes two things that's okay. amazing <laughs> and let's have you share your um instagram handles and where you're most active and your website how people can find you sure so my uh, instagram is at sarah hauk or my business is at temple 23 winnipeg uh, our website is temple 23.ca and i can't i can't wait to see some of you on there yes that's lovely good so guys we'll link all of that on the notes so you have all of that information and like sarah mentioned she is giving us all the listeners a 10 minute free meditation so i'm gonna put the contact so you just send her an email or a message there's a message work on instagram as well a dm on instagram and just say i i listen to you on my fertility journey podcast, and then you'll get your free 10 minute meditation. Sarah, thank you so, so much. It's such a pleasure to see you and and chat with you and all the best for you, family and, and baby. And I hope that we can, we can keep this conversation going. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Right. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I honestly could just sit and chat to Sarah for the longest time. 
it's I know sometimes like she said in the beginning I don't want to scare your listeners I know that the conversation gets really out there sometimes when you're talking about energy healing and spirituality and even the meditation can be such an overwhelming topic for a lot of people but you know it's it's very much worth trying it out and even if you just have like a relaxing little nap <laughs> it is it is an investment for your health and your sanity and i hope you guys take advantage of all the contacts and information that i put down on the notes and contact sarah if you're interested if you have any questions about the experience of doing these treatments with Sarah just throw me a message too okay and like I mentioned before I am taking a break so I will see you guys back in March I love you all sending huge hugs and thanks for listening thanks for the support everyone sending messages and comments it means the world to me and keep being kind to yourself and to your neighbors and to the planet and I will see you guys soon This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show, and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all and I'll see you soon.